1: morning, everybody, and uh, thanks for taking some time and listening to our program here this morning on this, uh, well, quite frankly, surreal Monday morning of uh, March 16th. And uh, obviously, uh, people are very concerned, uh, justifiably so, with uh, what's going on with uh, the news about uh, the coronavirus or COVID-19 and all the ramifications of that. So, I, I think what we wanna do is is just pause here for a second and, and just put ourselves in uh presence of of the Lord and, and and just pray that this will work out. Um a lot of uh activity, uh a lot of news, uh not worth going over all of it on this program right now. But uh this is a time to uh, you know, think about uh put some things into perspective uh, about what's most important. Um, you know, suddenly those 401ks and all that doesn't look uh, as important as does our health and our family and our relationship with with God and and we need to keep that into perspective as we uh, soldier on here. Um, the other comment I'm going to make here and just as a program though, what we're going to do is we are going to have uh, the message that uh, Cardinal Supic uh, put out on Friday. Uh, and we're going to have that it will last about 15, 10-15 minutes or so. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's it's seven minutes. a seven-minute message that he put out um, reminding us what I just said, probably in a more eloquent fashion, about the importance of of making sure we keep our eyes on what's most important. And then secondly, um, I'd also like to mention that uh, please go to the Arch Chicago website. I, I know... Uh, many of you listening, there's there's many people are are concerned and, and upset that uh, about the actions of the the archdiocese last week. and there were no uh, public masses, but there were still masses. Um, Being said, and um, what I would like to do is have people to go to the Art Chicago website and and you can see the mass that was live streamed um, uh, over the weekend. And I'm told that starting tomorrow, and I believe it starts at 10 o'clock, you will be able to access uh, a live stream mass um, uh, that will be um, uh, the sacrifice of the mass will be at St. James Cathedral here at the Pastoral Center uh, every day. Um, as we go forward, and live streaming basically means don't worry if you don't see it at 10 o'clock. It will be, if you will, taped. So if you go to the Art Chicago website, you'll be able to access that at any time. And so we encourage you to do that. The good news, in some way, I was just uh, talking to one of the producers here this morning and told me that 19,000 people have accessed the artchicago.org website and, and saw the mass uh, and I guess celebrated along. Uh, with um, the main celebrant over the past weekend. So let's do this. Um, let's uh, tee up um, um, Cardinal Supich here, and then what I'll do, and in, it's interesting, it just coincidentally, we are going to have, uh, after the Cardinal's message, we're going to be joined by another bishop. Uh, coincidentally, we had scheduled and still plan to be with us is Bishop Pates, uh, the Apostolic Administrator of the Diocese of Joliet. You may know... That um, Bishop Conlin unfortunately had to take a, a leave, and so he is uh, now the 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 acting, if you will, the apostolic administrator of the Diocese of Joliet. So we're going to talk to him a little bit about um, <laughs> his uh, call back from retirement and uh, what he has in mind. And I'm sure we'll talk about this. The, the the main topic here, which is always seems to be about the coronavirus. Um, And then we are going to try to get back to some sense of normalcy um, and talk to, uh, at some point in time in the show today, uh, Associate Judge Tom Donnelly. He's got an interesting legislative proposal that they're working on. It concerns restorative justice. And then finally, um, if there's any time left, I'll make a couple comments about the the primary that is coming up uh, tomorrow, the 17th. I find it, on a personal editorial note, I find it somewhat um, astounding that we're closing restaurants and bars. As I just mentioned, we can't get together to celebrate mass. Uh, There's so many things that people cannot do. They're being told to self-quarantine, don't go around family members. Some people are panicked by this. Yet, for some reason, uh, unbeknownst to many of us, the, the, the election will continue. Uh, tomorrow, the 17th, and it is primary day. And I'll make a couple comments about some of the close races that are going on there. Um, I know that there are a number of people who are still voting and voting by mail and early voting. And But nevertheless, we're going to continue on, as the governor uh, dec- stated recently. Uh, we can't give democracy a rest, I suppose. But uh, other states have, but we're not. And uh, so we're going to uh, forge on, I guess, with the primary. And like I said, I'll make a couple comments about some of those races going on. So let's do this. Um, let's hear the Cardinals tape message. Um, then we'll take a, mess- take a brief uh, break. Uh, we'll come back and we'll talk with uh, Bishop Pates. And then um, Judge Donnelly, and then I'll make a couple comments about the elections, and hopefully that will uh, take the rest of our show. I don't know if we're taking phone calls today, Um, and if we can find that phone number, I will put that out there. You know what? Hold on a second here. I will do that. Here it is. The number, if you want to call, if you have any comments or suggestions, it's uh, area code 312-255-8408. That's 312-255-8408, and that's on... Catholic Chicago Radio. Uh, so with further ado, let's uh, bring in Cardinal Supich and uh, we'll take it from there.
0: Earlier today, based on current guidelines from local health departments, I announced that until further notice, all schools of the Archdiocese of Chicago will be closed beginning next Monday, March 16, and all liturgical services in our parishes will be suspended as of Saturday evening, March 14. This was not a decision I made lightly. The Eucharist is the source and summit of our life as Catholics, and our schools and agencies provide essential services to many thousands across Cook and Lake Counties. But in consultation with leaders from across the Archdiocese, and for the sake of the safety of our students, parishioners, and all the women and men who serve the people of the Archdiocese, it is clear that we must exercise the better part of caution in order to slow the spread of this pandemic. A new moment is upon us. A virulent contagion threatens humanity, reminding us of our fragility and our vulnerability as mortal beings. And even if we personally are not infected, all of us are affected with a growing anxiety that the supposed security of our health system has been undermined worldwide by this new virus. Our only increases as imposed restrictions limit our freedom of movement and activity, impacting every facet of our human existence, work, business, travel, tourism, sports, and yes, even worship. We feel defenseless and unsure about the future. That is why we are anxious. While healthcare professionals Political and economic leaders have responsibility for returning us to an acceptable level of security. Each of us can help each other contain the contagion of anxiety that can quickly cause fear, panic, and yes, division in the human family. Here are some suggestions. Let's pay attention to what each of us is feeling. We all are afraid and may even feel panic. We are worried about the future, as there seems to be no clear end in sight. These impulses are very real. Yet as proven spiritual guides have often reminded us, there are two kinds of movements of the human heart, those that come from God and those that do not. The impulses or spirits that come from God stir up courage and strength, consolations, generosity, solidarity, brotherhood, and tranquility. These impulses are familiar to those generations that lived during the Great Depression and took up the struggle against tyranny in the last century. In our own time, we tapped into them after 9-11. And then there are the other movements within us that lead to despair, discouragement, panic and fear, and demonization of others. According to Ignatius of Loyola, these spirits do not come from God and in fact move us away from God and from each other. So while we need to be honest about the impulses that are affecting us all, we do have the power to reject those interior voices that divide us and lead to panic. Instead, we should all work to find a new sense of unity by advancing all that is good in our common humanity. This is a moment to reclaim our common humanity and mine the resources of our faith. In practical terms, this means staying emotionally close to one another and recognizing that everyone is probably facing some sort of stress. Parents are stressed about their kids getting sick and their own work piling up. Kids are stressed about spending time with their families and falling behind on their homework at the risk of jeopardizing their academic standing. Older people are worried about contracting the virus and falling ill. This is a time to be gentle with one another and accompany each other emotionally. It is also a time to let ourselves be surprised by God's graces and the blessings that come from being together, from sharing our fears and hopes honestly from spending time with one another without the stress of having to go somewhere, whether that be work or school. Pope Francis often speaks of the need to care for one another with tenderness. Claiming our common humanity in this time of crisis should also bring us together as a nation. Partisan politics have no use and are of no help in defeating a disease. Can the unity we find in combating the coronavirus Help us rethink how we need to defeat other ills, violence, poverty, inequality, homelessness. Our history has taught us the perils of demonizing those who have a disease, and it serves as a caution in this moment as to how we treat the migrant and the refugee, the elderly, the child in the womb, the poor, the sick, and the homeless. Can this moment prompt a national examination of how we care for those on the margins rather than blaming them or ignoring them. And this is a moment to deepen our own spiritual lives as members of the body of Christ by making a commitment, as I do today for you, that we will pray for each other. I have asked our office of worship to prepare resources for prayer in the home during these days and these will be posted on our webpage archchicago.org. The days of Lent aim at drawing close to the sufferings of Christ, who throughout his life went out to those who were sick, even at a time when to do so was to risk being made unclean. He taught us not to fear the sick, but to make them a priority. Let us be brave in doing so. All of us can embrace this moment as an opportunity to grow in our faith and our humanity as we admit our common vulnerability and our radical dependence on God in facing this common enemy and threat to our existence. The promise in doing so is that we will discover a new depth to all that unites us as a human family and as a people of faith who put their trust in God a God who has chosen to be God with us. Please continue to pray for me as I will for you. God bless you all.
1: And that was Cardinal Supitzer's message to us uh, that was uh, sent out last week. And hopefully um, it will bring some solace to those who uh, are are anxious about the situation. I think in the Cardinal's message, he was very clear. You know, that we should not only pray with each other, but also to reach out to others as well. Um, it was interesting uh, coming over here, uh, just talking to the Uber driver, saying that, um, you know, we're in charge until we're not in charge, is what he kept saying, is that there's we can only control so many things in our lives. And uh, I think we're seeing now is sometimes uh, we have to um, do what we can to, to, to minimize damage, but we're ultimately not in charge of, of our own destiny at times. It's interesting also to note, just one final comment, we'll take a quick break, um, just looking at the numbers of of the cases and, and where they're coming from. It, as of this morning, there were about 3,600 cases in the United States, and and over half of those cases were in three states, uh, New York, uh, California, and, and Washington state. And so if you look at where this is, at least as of now, it's primarily in, in those areas. And the other note of interest, just looking at the numbers as of today, and I, I know this will change, but as of today, I think it's important to note that of the 68 people who have been succumbed to uh, the coronavirus, uh, 42 of them are in the state of Washington, and uh, 27 of those 42 were in that one nursing home. So, it, so far, it has not been uh, across the United States, and let's hope that the measures that we're taking today will uh limit the 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 number of cases and as well as the number of people who become very sick with this so with that said uh let's take a quick break uh we'll come back and uh in about two or three minutes we'll be joined by bishop pates Uh, bishop bishop richard pates is the uh, apostolic administrator for the diocese of joliet just to the west of us this is bob gilligan of the catholic conference don't go away we'll be right back